The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. With many Australians recovering from the devastation caused by the bushfires, as well as coping with the economic impact of coronavirus, this year Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 26th of August. In your squeeze today, the sale of Lion Dairy is labelled contrary to the national interest, further job cuts at Qantas, breaking YouTube records, and no longer finger licking good. This is your squeeze today. Starting this Wednesday morning, Claire talking about dairy, a $600 million deal that would put Australian produced dairy, soy and fruit juice products in Chinese hands fell over yesterday after Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said it was his view that the sale was contrary to the national interest. We're talking about Lion Dairy and Drinks. Uh, They produce the Pura Milk brands, also Dare Chocolate Milk, uh, Farmers Union Yogurts, also YoPlay, things like that. They're owned by Kirin, which is a Japanese company, and it was looking to sell it to China's Mongnu Dairy. Uh, That deal was done in November last year. It passed muster with the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission in February. It was awaiting approval from the Foreign Investment Review Board. That approval never came. And Josh Frydenberg, our treasurer, uh, has formed the view and let those companies know that he thought that sale couldn't go ahead because of that national interest issue. And this is all a bit confusing because Lion Dairy and Drinks products, as you said, have previously been sold to Filipino and Japanese owners. And Mongnu already owns Australian assets, including Bellamy's, the baby formula producer. So the question is whether this is all part of growing tensions between Australia and China. Exactly. And lots of people are scratching their heads, including those companies and analysts. Uh, It's a big move for the Morrison government to start using company acquisitions uh, as a tool in that conflict with China, because we do have a very clear non-discriminatory foreign investment policy. So if this is now part of the way that uh, going backwards and forwards with China over those tensions, it really is a new low. It was back in June, Claire, that Qantas announced it would shed 6,000 jobs. Yesterday, it announced plans to cut a further 2,400 jobs as it outsources its ground handling functions. It says that it's going to give staff an opportunity to basically bid for that sort of work, but it is already advanced in its plans to outsource those roles. That will save it $100 million a year when it's implemented across the major airports. Uh, It's an issue, of course, because plenty of jobs have gone from Qantas and uh, lots of concerns about its ongoing future, particularly for staff. And a little while back, it was revealed that Virgin had a buyer. Where's that sale at, Claire? So the sale is proceeding. They're tying up the loose ends there. Uh, What happened yesterday is that the administrator, Deloitte, confirmed the price that US firm Bain Capital paid for it. It's $3.5 billion. You'll remember that when the airline went into administration, it owed $6.8 billion to those creditors. Uh, That means they will receive between somewhere of nine and 13 cents for each dollar that they were owed. And to round out companies that are feeling the bite of COVID-19, old favourites Rivers, Millers, Katie's and Noni B, their owner has announced they will close up to 500 stores across the country in coming years. 
The report clear from New South Wales' inquiry into the Black Summer bushfires was handed down yesterday. 76 recommendations have been made. New South Wales, of course, was the state that was the hardest hit by those Black Summer bushfires. 26 people died, 2,476 homes were destroyed and more than 5.5 million hectares were burned. That, of course, led the government to have a really hard look at it and what they've found is that there needs to be compulsory land clearing uh, and hazard reduction burning to try and uh, stifle some of those fires' progress when things are getting really bad. Uh, Also, a need to improve firefighters' communication and equipment in some cases. All of those recommendations have been accepted by the New South Wales government. The Royal Commission, which is having a national look at the disaster, will wrap up in October. And whilst the world is talking about vaccines, a positive one in Africa, after a 30-year effort, Claire, wild polio, a deadly disease that once affected 75,000 African children a year, has been eradicated. It's a really incredible achievement. The World Health Organization are rightly very proud of that. They say that 1.8 million cases of polio-related paralysis have been prevented in the last 24 years, and they've now got vaccination rates across Africa past the 95% rate. Uh, Nigeria was the last African nation to be declared polio-free. Just 10 years ago, it accounted for more than half the global cases of that wild polio. Now the disease is only found in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Queenslanders Clare love their footy, rugby league, that is. And with only three teams to choose from, the Brisbane Broncos have a long and loyal following. Recently, though, things haven't been going that well. They sit quite near the bottom of the ladder, second last with only three wins. Now they're farewelling their coach been bubbling along this story hasn't it for quite a few weeks of course uh, for NRL watchers they've been following it quite closely because it's had lots of drama with Anthony Seabold the coach there uh, really doing it tough in the last few weeks he's had lots of rumours about him that he's been investigating uh, through the internet he's also had to go to Sydney and get out of that Brisbane bubble uh, to deal with a family issue that many had to go into quarantine and as you say the club just isn't performing. It's having one of its worst seasons on record. So the view is that Seabold's departure might actually help them. It's pretty immediate. Assistant coach Peter Gentle will act as caretaker coach for the remaining five games of the season. A message now from our podcast partner, Uber Eats. We've spoken in the podcast before about how Uber Eats is now delivering more than food to your door. Stay listening at the end of the podcast where we chat with Georgia Foster, the country manager for Uber for Business, about their partnerships with Pet Barn, Kathmandu and others, as well as further plans they have to make our lives easier. Convenience for busy people is the name of the game for Uber Eats. And one of the phrases that was unheard of pre-2020, Claire, is COVID safe. Now we seem to say it all the time. One thing that isn't COVID safe, Claire, is KFC's slogan, finger licking good. <laughs> K- 
you can't go licking anything at the moment. No, so best not to. You, you certainly can't lick chicken. That's the view of KFC. They've dropped that finger licking good tagline from their marketing. It's an iconic marketing line. They say that they'll look to bring it back when it is appropriate. But right now, just maybe eat the chicken. Don't lick it and don't lick anything else. No licking. Try and tell my six-month-old that. Finally, BTS we've spoken about before in the podcast. They're the biggest boy band in the world. They're Korean and now they've released their first single completely in English and Claire, it's running hot. It really is. It's become the first video to achieve 100 million views on YouTube in one day. It's now well past the 200 million mark. It's a song called Dynamite. As you say, it's all in English and it seems to be one that's going to be for the record books. Is it a good tune? Look, I quite like the Jonas Brothers hit, What a Man Got to Do, and it's written by the same people. It's got that sort of upbeat, peppy kind of thing that sticks in your head. I listened to it for the first time last night, and it's still in my head. So it'll stick with you. It's quite a positive one. Catchy. The subject line is a lyric from that song, I imagine. Oh, of course. And it is lighted up like dynamite. What else are you going to do on a Wednesday? There you go. With that, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Georgia Foster is the country manager for Uber for Business in Australia and New Zealand. Thanks for joining us. Sure, thank you. We spoke with your colleague Matt Denman of Uber Eats on the podcast a few weeks ago and he mentioned that Uber Eats is expanding its offering to deliver much more than food. This is something you've already started to implement. That's correct. Yeah, COVID has created a lot of challenges for many people and businesses, as I'm sure everybody here can relate to. And you know, this notion of how do you actually get items you need without leaving your house um, is imperative now, given the pandemic, and then how do businesses actually get those items to people who most need it. So, you know, with the Australian Postal Network that's been put under such immense pressure and with such a wonderful app and uh, driver partner network that we have, um, it made sense for us to be able to start looking into how we can facilitate some of those needs during COVID. You know, I found myself starting to shop around for companies that had shorter delivery times or, you know, that didn't have that COVID disclaimer at the top yeah, saying that so there'd true. be delays. And so that same day delivery is a complete game changer for consumers. So you've got a couple of partnerships already. Pet Barn is one of them? Yep. Pet Barn's one of them. Yeah, we partnered with them early on in COVID to make sure that they could get uh, the requirements out to individuals that have animals that needed pet food or supplies. Uh, and we actually partnered with them as well. Uh, they and and Uber donated 20,000 uh, deliveries, free deliveries to the vulnerable and elderly during the early part of COVID as well. So that has the animal lovers covered. You've also got a partnership with Kathmandu and also one which helps people get medicines they need. Yeah, so the notion of grocery and pharmacy entering the Uber Eats app is, you know, lifesaver for a lot of people. Um, and so the partnership that we launched with Caltex to get over-the-counter um, medicines out to people same day through the app uh, really has helped uh, people not have to leave their homes in order to get those necessary items. And obviously grocery as well. You know, I remember uh, going back to work after ha- having my first child and having that panic attack on the commute home that I didn't have items that I needed to get through the night with that ch- with that young baby. Oh, and I so, hear you. 
Yeah, having grocery and convenience items sitting on the app that when you're on your commute home, you know, that by the time you get home, they're at your front door. Um, that kind of convenience has has really helped uh, during COVID and will continue to be a part of everyday life moving forward. So for people listening, thinking they'd like to give it a try, how do they do it? Do they use the Uber Eats app in the same way that they would for food? That's right. So, you know, the best thing about Uber Eats is actually the selection. Um, I don't know if this resonates with the audience, but I recall growing up and we had our favourite Chinese, favourite pizza and favourite fish and chips. Yep. I don't even rev- ever recall having choice or trying anything different. <laughs> and so now uh, being able to just go into that one app and have grocery, convenience, over-the-counter medicines, all available in the one app is exactly how you would um, make sure that you get those items when you need it. You've got pets, outdoor adventure and the chemist covered. Can you give us, and of course food, can you give us any indication of other delivery options you're working on? Yeah, look, we really want to be an app that can help me make people's lives easier across the board from booking rides, rental cars, food, groceries. Um, and, you know, I think the, the fact that now as well individuals can send items to one another, that's going to change how we interact in our communities. Um, and I think that there's a lot more that we can do on this app um, in the future. So stand by, watch this space, as they say. Correct. Georgia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. This interview is brought to you by our podcast partner, Uber Eats. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.